Blog Talk Radio. Episode of Two Lit Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. Guys, I know it's been a minute, right? Somebody texted me right before the show and they were like, "What? You're on?" I know it's it's only been a week. Like <laughs> we have no consistency around here anymore. I'm I'm sorry. Blame it on the pandemic. You know, people complain about so many things that have happened throughout this pandemic, and I think the biggest, you know. Um, issue has been unemployment and, um, you know, not being able to provide and not being able to pay bills. And y'all know that I work for the New York State Department of Labor, right? And so I know all about the unemployment um, problems because I hear them all day long. And so by the time I'm done, you know, hearing all of this all day long, I'll be too tired, like mentally, I'm I'm stressed. Like physically, I'm stressed. Like emotionally, I'm stressed. And it's been this way since the middle of March, you know. Um, and I, I just I was talking to the our guest before the show, and just you know, I needed I guess I needed a moment just to vent to someone because um, working from home and you know in my in my office, um, and then come out and then I go to my bedroom and then I go to my bathroom and then I go to my kitchen, but I'm seeing like the same you know 24, 28, 32, 64 walls all day long. And so um, the interaction with people, even though I speak with them all day, the the physical interaction, you know what I'm saying, face-to-face interaction has been non-existent, you know what I'm saying, for me. And, and I was telling another friend yesterday, like, um, they were like, well, you know, we can at least, you know, get together and have drinks or whatever. And I thought, you know, yeah, but that requires, like, putting on makeup and putting on clothes, like real clothes, doing hair. And I'm just, I don't want to do that. I want to do that. And so I, I said all this as we close out um, Suicide uh, Prevention Awareness Month. Not that I'm having thoughts or anything. I know somebody red flag right there. Not, not, not None of that. I'm just saying, watch out for you people who um, you don't hear from them as much as you used to. You don't see them as much as you used to, minus the virus. You don't see them as much as you used to, whether it be on social media you know, whether it be through FaceTime, you're not seeing that individual as much as you used to. Check on those people, all right? Do that because you don't want it to get so bad that, you know, you're at that person's funeral and you're like, you know what? I never had a clue. I had no idea they were going through this. And most of the times you don't know. And sometimes you have to be the voice for those other individuals that are crying out in silence, all right? So just check on your people. Um, do that not only for yourself, not only for, for that individual, but do it for me as well. Check on that individual, all right? 
I'm super excited to have my guest here with me this evening. I'm always excited to have, you know, new guests, but I feel like, I don't know, she's like, I feel like I'm a part of her. She's a part of me in, in many different ways. Um, we've had her on the, on the show previously. We had her on the show last year, I think it was. I know we had her on the show back in January. And y'all know the awards are coming up soon, right? Voting, let me go ahead and drop this on you now. Voting will begin November the 1st and December the 2nd. All right. Um, and I mentioned a couple of shows back that we were going to do something a little different this year. We were going to just open it up to um, our listening audience, to the fans and the followers and supporters of all of our guests that have been on the show and give you the opportunity to actually vote um, for the third annual Indie Fire Radio Award Show winners. Yeah. All right. So we're going to open that up, like I said, November 1st. Um, next month, we'll start. <clears throat> promoting um, the, the voting and the show itself. And then again, November 1st through December 2nd, you will be able to vote for your favorite R&B female artist, your favorite um, male pop artist, your favorite, um, geez, what, oh, the best album of the year. Yeah, the best video of the year. You guys will be able to vote for all of those categories. Do keep in mind, as I've stated before, no one can actually judge a best interview or a um, you know, most inspirational interview like myself. So uh, those categories will still be um, left to me and my panel of judges to uh, judge those interviews. But everything else is up for grabs, all right? My guest this evening is uh, electrifying. She's sensational. She's phenomenal. She's an R&B diva. Y'all know her by Sadrina. Smooth, sexy ballads and classic R&B melodies are the heartbeats for singers songwriter Sadrina. Starting off her musical journey at the age of six, she credits musicians of the past few decades, largely influenced by the likes of Saka Khan, Tony Braxton, and Prince, just to name a few. Turning her musical roots in local churches and enrolling in theater art programs throughout education, Sadrina was largely surrounded amongst a variety of musical elements. Sadrina later decided to relocate to Atlanta, Georgia, and soon started collaborating with artists and producers of ATL's underground music scene. Releasing her debut single, Pieces, in 2017, she amassed over 50,000 SoundCloud streams and shortly followed with another ballad, War. After performing for multiple venues nationwide, Sadrina's highlight performances include opening for New York City's Soho House and Atlanta's very own A3C Festival. After releasing her debut EP, All For Nothing, last year, Sadrina has returned with a new, centrally liberated five-track project entitled Black Butterfly, in which she describes as a collide between R&B soul, hip-hop, and rap. Preparing for the launch of her very, I'm sorry, preparing for the launch of her new lead single, Do Something To Me, Sadrina says, it's a surreal feeling when music moves you. Your body flows in sync with every lyric into this creation. She said she's grateful to be in a space where she can create a body of work that makes people move, makes them feel sexy, music they can relate to. Sadrina is definitely an artist to be on the watch for. Indie Fire listening audience, I present to you my very, very special guest, the electrifying, sensational, phenomenal R&B diva, Sadrina. Hello, hello. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm good. How are you? 
I'm great. I'm great. Now that I got my little spill out before the show, now that I got, you know, said what I needed to say, I still have this, you know how sometimes you just, you, you carry so much weight of the world that it, it, it presses you down. And normally when I get on the show, when the little intro music plays, you know what I'm saying? When I talk to the guests before the show, all of that weight is lifted, but I feel like this heavy presence over me this evening that is just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I'm not going to linger on it. We, I want to jump right into this um, because, you know, I've known you for, for a while, and I've had the opportunity to watch you grow in so many ways um, as an artist, as a young woman. I've watched even your speech, the way that you talk and present yourself. I've watched so many parts of you grow. Um, and, I've, and I've also had, you know, some behind-the-scenes conversations with your, your manager. So, um, you know, that has also given me um, a, a different insight into the way that you were able to grow in this industry. But I want to take it back, like, to the very beginning. I know that you um, started your musical journey at the age of six. And for someone who may not have heard a previous show, I just want to briefly give them your um, musical background. Did you come from a family that, you know, had ties to, to music or to, to acting? Um, where did your passion for music begin? Oh, wow. Um, I, see, I feel like I grew up more around music sonically than coming from that background. And, you know, my mom would play a variety of everything. I'm talking funk. You got to think I'm a 90s baby, so... To me, that's just the air for me. Like, um, R&B music of the 90s is unmatched. So, I mean, of course, you mm-hmm. have your R&B. You have your 80s greats. Um, there was jazz. Um, vinyls were still around then. So, you know, there's Chicago <laughs> house music. Like, there's just yeah. so much. Like, I, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that generation where all this stuff is, like, dwindling out. It's phasing out. And then now we're getting, like, the Nokias and the little cell phones. So it's like, you know, the times are just kind of moving in the transitions. You know, we're phasing out of tapes. But, like, all I remember, like, Tina Marie, Rick James, Mary J. Blige, like, um, Mint Condition, uh, Ron Isley, Gap Band. Like, it's just so much. Yeah. It's like, people, people are like, oh, you have such an old song. Like, man, like, I, I'm just it's a huge catalog that was played. So for my, my young ears to pick up on that and like, sometimes I'll be doing ad-libs now and I'll kind of like do an ad-lib from like an old 70s song. And I'm like, yo, this is like, they don't, they don't, they're they not hearing me. They're not hearing me. Like, right. So it's like, you know, it's, it's super fun, but um, no, mom's definitely played a lot of music when I was a kid. And then of course, our family was, you know, a uh, church-going family. So probably by the time I was, like, maybe 10, 11, I'm, like, really around. Well, no, I take that back. It was probably, like, more like me being 14, like, 13, 14, like, me really going into my teenage years. My mom was really heavily in the church. So, like, I was more active. I'm in the choir. And I've always been in, like, school choirs. But, you know, now to do it at church, it's like, okay. And then throughout high school, once again, I started getting more into theater, so it's like kind of just opened up that door. And I love a good musical. Oh my god! Like I could sit and watch musicals all day. So it's just my love and appreciation for music just kind of 
grew from there on out. But um, so much music, so so Broadway in itself is a whole different type of love and appreciation because that's like a whole different form of art right there. So mm-hmm. just a lot to take in, a lot to take in. So that background just came from so many different platforms and so many different elements that it's like all embodied in one. I can't even explain it to you. So as you got older and you, um, you know, you were in high school and you were thinking about going to college, is music something that you thought that you would major in um, to one day pursue a career, you know, as an artist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was sold. Um, I definitely, so, okay, I did an American Idol audition, and I was so, like, I just think the adrenaline from, like, yo, I'm about to do an American Idol, like, yo, this is crazy. Where right, the right. soldier feel like everybody outside you cheering and I think just the adrenaline and the excitement by the time I got in the stadium like we're screaming and it dawns on me I'm like I've been screaming I'm I'm excited I'm like I've been talking I ain't been drinking nobody's tea and I'm 16 so these are all things that I wouldn't have really been conscious to think about in the moment but it's like I think I just kind of got scared, and I think seeing all those people, like, audition, and you got your girls in the hot dog suit, you got, you know, your girls doing the uh-oh dance, and they little crop tops, so it's just like, you see the gimmicks behind the scenes and off camera, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, is this what I want? And I definitely went right. to, you know, school wasn't even a thing for me. I wasn't planning on going to, to college after high school. It was like, I want to move to L.A. I think that's every person who wants to sing's dream. Like, you know, I'm going to move to L.A. Yeah. I'm going to become yeah. a big star. Whoa. And you don't you don't really think about stuff like that. But my mom was definitely not having it. She was like, no, ma'am, <laughs> you're going to school. And I'm like, okay. So it's like, now that I'm going to school, well, I'm going to school for theater arts. Like it only makes sense. I just did it in high school. So she was like, no, you need something to fall back on. And I, it's crazy because even how everything played out, you know, I definitely think I, looking back, I'm grateful for the route that I did take. You know, it taught me so much about myself and, you know, my womanhood and my voyage to that. You know, a lot of the things that I I sing about and I write about within my songs are things that happened to me in, you know, my younger years, you know, and a lot of people think that these experiences may be relative to current things. And it's like, you know, that's the great thing about being an artist. I still have my diary, my music diary from when I was 14. And sometimes I may pull poems or old lyrics out of that book and put that in the song I'm dropping in 2020. So that's the beauty in all of this, because it's like your music and your thoughts that you just carry on with you over time can grow and evolve to situations that may be relative. So it's it's cool. But um, yeah, no, I definitely didn't foresee um, the path that I took with music to be what it was, but I don't think I would be where I am today and currently in the, the journey that I am on and the path that I am on now. I don't think, had I went and did music straight out of high school, I don't think I would be here. And, you know, who's to say where I would be, but I, I'm definitely grateful for every lesson that I'm learning along the way. So I'm grateful for the experience. I just sit along for the ride and take it. Yeah, you definitely got to love a mother who who always knows um, and always has your best interests um, at heart. I love to hear her tell that story 
Um, but I, I don't think I've ever asked you about that. Now, you just mentioned about your music diary and how you may go back now and pull something that you wrote when you were, like, 14 years old. The interesting thing about that, and, and people can find it relatable and think it's something that occurred now. Um, what I find interesting about that is that this weekend I was, like, on my 90s, you know, trip this whole weekend because um, I was traveling and I wanted good music to listen to. And so I had, like, um, a tribe called Quest. I had De La Soul. I had um, Arrested Development. And it blew my mind because these are groups that I listened to religiously in the 90s as a teenager. And um, never really, it was just great music you could vibe to. The beat was always slamming, you know what I'm saying? But you really never dug into the lyrics like you do now as an adult. And I'm like, wow, this stuff that they're talking about from 20-plus years ago is actually, you know, coming to fruition today. And it's so much, you know, stuff that I just got excited all over again because, again, as a youth, I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And now all of this Mm -hmm. stuff seems to make sense, you know? Um, and and, And, again, it can be made applicable to the lives that we live today. So I definitely feel you on um, pulling inspiration from something that may have happened years ago and then watching, you know, your listening audience be like, dang, you know, is that now? You know what I'm saying? I feel you on that right there. I want to jump into, I don't want to call it my favorite chat, but I think it is my favorite. (laughs) Okay, it's one of like seven or eight of my favorite tracks, but I want to jump into this first. We're going to take you on the journey tonight of the growth um, of, of Sedrina as we get into music off of her five-track project, Black Butterfly, because you know a butterfly makes, um, he, he makes or she makes transformations. And so I want you guys to just listen to the growth and, and her music tonight. We're going to jump into Bed to Floor. You want to talk about that briefly before we get into it? Oh, my goodness. Bed to Floor. Mm-mm-mm. I love the song. I love the song so much. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because. <laughs> but obvious, that's the crazy part. It's like really digging. Like, so Bed to Floor and how the song even came about, um, me and a good friend of mine from college, i never forget, we were just sitting in our cars crying and we were just so unhappy. We were like, you know, we're going to get out of this small town. And where we went to undergrad was the very town where the latest shooting with Jacob Blake transpired. Um, and so it's it's troubling to see that, you know, how everything is unfolding now before our very eyes. And like you touched on earlier, like, you know, just the way the world is right now, it's like, I think we're all tired. We're all exhausted. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. a lot of that conversation conversation that night was very eerie to what's happening now it was like you know us being tired us being exhausted of being you know and just doing the same thing every day and not really living within our purpose not really living within our means and us being exhausted by people around us and just wanting better for ourselves and he's crying talking about he's going to LA and never looking back I'm crying, sobbing, talking about I'm moving to Atlanta and I ain't never coming back. And it's just like not even mad at necessarily people, but it's like mad at ourselves because we felt like we were – the worst thing you can do is go about living and feel like you're holding yourself back. And I'm not going to be apologetic for (laughs) – 
you know, doing what I want to do. And, you know, I know that there's people that look at me and see me now and everybody not going to like you or love you. And I've just accepted that you have to accept people for who they are. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with you wanting more for yourself. So there's a whole nother world out there that we don't ever stop to think about because it's like, we just get comfortable with living within our means. I'm sorry, that no, not ever. So a lot of what mm-hmm. we were crying about that night was, was that very topic. And he played me a song and he was like, I I said it this song and I'm just I'm so excited and he was like I haven't finished it yet so he plays me this voice memo and it's his singing I know you've been watching me baby and like mind you he's a guy so his the bass and his voice and he's just he's sultry with it and shout out to him I love him his name is Joseph um he goes by his artist name Beyond and he's a dope artist as well and just to see both of our transitions from where we went that night in that car. And in college to where we both are now as artists, it's crazy. And mind you, this is like years ago. So mind you, full speed, you know, here we are 2020. This song dropped, the original version of Bed to Floor dropped on the All for Nothing EP. And, you know, a lot of people's reaction to that back then was the same of what it is now. And it's like, it just, it makes you feel some type of way because it's like, it's relatable. Like everybody has that, every grown person I hope has that experience of where, you just you're so entwined with somebody where you know you just you happen to be going from different places and then I mean it is what it is but it's like to be able to talk about that experience (laughs) and it's it's relatable for men and women I love that I love that because it's like all right doing something right like you you feel me when I say from the bed to the floor so it's like that feeling I'm like okay cool people are listening it's happening they're tuning in it's relatable. That's what music's all about, creating an experience that's relatable. So that's my baby. That's Red the Floor. I'm, I love this track. I love it so much. And I love how it's evolving. Like, uh, I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I could go on and on. Yeah. I, all I do is I mention Red the Floor, um, New Music Mondays. It is still in rotation on New Music Mondays, depending on my mood. Um, so if we slow things down, of course, that has to be in the playlist. Um, if we're doing all females, that has to be in a playlist. Um, I think on the Valentine's, the anti-Valentine's Day show, I think we played it several times. Um, we got in trouble on on my birthday show with that song. So yeah, I love it too. <laughs> this is bed to floor, Katrina. You guys are gonna love it just as much as I do.
bring you live right here on Tuesday, Tuesday on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia, and that right there was Sadrina. Bed to floor. Like I don't even know why I'm out of breath because it's not one of those songs that you 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 really get up and dance to. You know what I'm saying? But from the first time I heard it, I was just like, you know what? Um, <laughs> if I didn't love her before, like I really really love her now on some serious shit because. Um, I, again, I saw the growth and development in, in, in this track right here, but um, you just you went to another level. And the good thing about um, dealing with so many independent artists is when you're writing and you can bump your music as loud as you want to and you're playing something that nobody has ever heard and they start questioning you like, oh, my gosh, like, who is that? You know what I'm saying? You can shout this individual out. You can throw all their social media information out, make sure the person goes stream the music, go buy the music. Yes. And that's how I was when All For Nothing dropped, especially when I heard that before. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so let me ask you, have, have, have you heard the remix? Have you heard, have the, heard remix? the remix? Yes, I have okay. heard the remix. But I felt like um, I felt like I wanted I wanted to play the original simply because we're doing this 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 growth thing, you know. And the remix yes. would not have been or would not have been um the track in its original form. And wanting now I can play it if you know you guys want to hear the remix and you can see growth there as well. But to me, I just I don't know. The original does more to me. It puts me in the state of mind that I need to be in. Like, that date that I canceled on, I'm about to call him and be like, yo, it's on. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what the original does me versus, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, TMI. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. No, you answered my question because I was going to ask you, which one would be your preference, the original or the remix? And you gave it. You gave it. So I I love that response. It makes sense. As a female, I understand that. So I I, I know. I hear you. I want to open up the lines really quick. You do my line uh, dashboard is starting to look like, um, you know, some of our, our, our huge shows, like our, our award show. I'm going to keep dropping that on you guys. Um, so I do want to open up the line so that your supporters can um, ask their questions or show their love, shout you out um, in whatever way that they deem necessary. All right, area code 404. What do we have on the line? Boo? Oh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's my best friend. That's one of my best friends, Book. I recognize that voice anywhere. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, oh okay. All right. Hey. Go, best friend. Go, best friend. And where are you calling us from tonight? The Atlanta airport. I just landed. <laughs> Where did you fly in from? Oh, I just was in Alabama for work for the first part of the week, so I didn't feel like driving. I'm tired. I feel you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had safe travels and you made it home safely. Um, you you you, you on the line to show love you. to Sadrina. You got questions yes, for Sadrina? <laughs> no questions. Just like you were saying, I'm so proud of her and the growth and the differences in her music and her tone, the way the development is just amazing, and, you know, I'm just excited to see what's next for her. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So have you heard the remix to Bed Before yet? I was there when the video was being shot, girl. 
I've heard I've heard the EP a million times over. I love it. So, do you prefer the remix or the track in its original state? <sighs> so I like the original, but to me, the remix really sounds different. Like if they weren't the same title mm-hmm. song, I wouldn't really think of them as the same song, just because of mm-hmm. like she sounds different. And then the people that are on the song um, add a different type of touch to it, too, with their verses. Mm-hmm. Now, the remix, was yeah. it produced by the same individual that produced the original? Yes. That's, so, you know, what's crazy about the remix. It was me going in, and I, was, I wasn't sure whether I was going to do a remix or not. I had so much time had passed, and I was like, you know what? People love the original. Mm, I don't know. And then one day I just went in with the same producers, and I was like, yo, let me hear a little bit more bass. Give me some more 808s. And it's crazy because I, I really help executives produce a lot of this this Black Butterfly EP. So it's like me having more of a, a role in the development of the track. So it's like we just started layering it a little bit. And like she said, the, the sound, like I wanted to have a different approach coming into the remix. So it was like, you know, let me talk my talk, but like, still say what I got to say and so just mm-hmm, went in mm-hmm. and it happened but yeah same producers same producer shout out to them dope material in Atlanta alright well boo thank you so much for calling in we got to jump on the line with the next caller because like I said she got the hotline playing going on over here tonight <laughs> yes thank you for having me <laughs> thank you boo you're so very welcome stay tuned for the rest of the show all right, this is area code 224. Who do we have on the line? Which many of people be scared to talk, don't they? <laughs> you ain't got to be scared. You, I, I promise you ain't got to be scared. Area code 224. Who's on the line? Hello. 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 224. Who is this? Who's talking? It's not me, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> Oh, hi, Sadrina. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I'm Grandma. <laughs> oh, hello, Grandma. I'm, I'm, How are you? I am the 72-year-old diva that pushes Sadrina along with her mom. That's my girl. Yes. <laughs> and she... Not afraid she teases to say that me. Age. She's at 72? 72. Yes, yes 72. She letting y'all know. <laughs> she teases me because I always go through her Instagram and I look at stuff. And she said, Grandma, you're not supposed to be looking at that. I said, Look, I like you. I love what you're singing. And you just be you. And don't worry about anybody mm-hmm. else. Just be you. So I'm her yes. biggest fan. Well, her mom is the biggest fan, but I'm the next right biggest fan. <laughs> yes, those yeah. are words right. to live by. Um, be yourself and do you. And when you have a strong support system like I know you do, I don't know if your grandmother called in on the last show, but your mom is always um, representing, always. And like I said, um, a, a lot of artists, they have to be someone else when it comes to they have an alter yeah. ego. They have to be who they are in front of their family and they have to be yeah. that artist in front of the friends. But when you're able to combine the two, because there really isn't, uh, you know, a separation, but when you're able to combine the two and you're loved and you're supported by your family, it pushes you 
so much harder. You want to do so much more because mm-hmm. you got your family looking at you. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. big up to grandmother. Yes. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling, actually, I'm calling from Hot Springs, Arkansas, by the way. I came from back home about four years ago from Kenosha, Wisconsin, where Sadrina hails from. And, um, yeah, so I um, I just, I'm just at all with Sadrina. And I have seen the changes. Um, she's went from gospel, singing, uh, people having to sing in, uh, you know, in, in um, you know, school and at plays. And the biggest thing I want her to mention earlier, I, I was her biggest fan when she was at uh, Parkside in college. And I would see Sadrina. She would do everything from dancing. She would be behind the scenes. I would see her doing the show, coming out with the um, with the different people that she was working with. And I just think that we haven't seen all of what Sadrina can do because I'm grandma, so. I believe that, too. I believe that. I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Because with each project, to me, she gets better. Um, Her voice gets stronger. Her stage presence, um, it illuminates more in each project. And so I don't think she's, you know, the end of her bio states that she's definitely an artist to watch out for. And I feel that because she has not reached her plateau yet, you know, she has a lot more in store for us. So I totally agree with you there, Grandma. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And I'm saying that just because she's my grandchild, but it's just something that I just see. And I tell her that all the time. Yeah. I love you. I Gotta love, love the grandmother. Yes. <laughs> I love you. So I love you, too. Again. Thank stay you. for the remainder of the show, and you stay safe out there. All right. Thank you. Everybody goes through that point where you just start having, you know, those thoughts of like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? You know, what what am I going to be doing in the next, you know, five years? What am I going to be doing in the next 10 years? And it's like, 
I think if anything, this year alone has just shown us that you just, you never know. Um, you never know when your time is. And it's like, I think it's very eerie when it's, you look up and you just, there's so much transition around you. And it's a constant reminder of like, life is literally that. Like you have to live within your purpose, live within your means. And so I just, I'm constantly a person to analyze something. I tell my friends all the time, I overanalyze everything. But a lot of that is just conscious thought of like, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? Who do I aim to be? I'm not perfect. I don't proclaim to be, you know, I have my my basket case full of stuff, you know, just as everybody does. But it's like, I'm human at the end of the day. And I think just coming from where I come from and, I'm definitely one of those people where I've seen a lot in a very short amount of time. And it's like, I've been impacted and been inspired by so many people that it's like, you know, I can go somewhere and that's six degrees of separation. You always know somebody. So, you know, it's, it's right. just a real feeling. And I, and I mean that when I say that, like I, I can go somewhere and have impact, positive impact on people. And, you know, people show love no matter where I go. And I love that. And, you know, like I said before, not everybody is going to agree with what you do. I know mm-hmm. that there are people that look at me now where, you know, my mom is, like, one of my biggest supporters. And me and my mom fight tooth and nail. And she can't stand it. I can't stand it. But it's, like, she's literally one of my biggest supporters. And it's, like, as a mother, I don't have kids. So I can only imagine how tough it is to, you know, push something out of you and just see something grow and support something that, not many people are going to understand and agree with. And my mom comes from that 70s era, and I don't mean to tell her age, but it's just like she still comes from that stern era where it's like, you know, sensual, like, sensual talk or, you know, talking about sex, that's that's not allowed. Like, those discussions aren't held, and there's so much within the Black community that we don't talk about and that we don't address. There's so much as a woman that we don't discover about ourselves because our parents didn't get the platform to talk about it. And our grandparents <laughs> didn't get the platform to talk about it. And now it's generations of like not knowing or just skimming over the real rooted issues. And it's like, yeah, that, that, yes. that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So it's like black butterfly was really, you know, I would say my twenties have definitely been a transitional period for me as a human, as a person, as a woman, you know, going to, to college and, you know, meeting all different types of people and traveling and, you know, I did the sorority life and that's a whole network within itself. So it's like, that's a whole nother realm of, you know, new exposure and then to kind of convert over into pursuing law school. You know, I don't know how I went from wanting to do American Idol and be a singer to, you know, pursuing like, okay, I'm going to do law school. And keep in mind, this is a period of where I don't, I don't, the Black Lives Matter movement was really trying to get started when you have Trayvon and the death of Tamir Rice. And it's like, that really left a bitter taste in my mouth. Cause for me, it was like, you know, before I wanted to do policing in some form, and then it turned into a I wanted to be a criminal lawyer, and then it turned into be an entertainment lawyer. And I battled with so many professions before I had even gotten the opportunity to even get accepted into a law school. And then I had to take my LSAT three times, so it was like I kept feeling defeated. And I got to a, a point where it was like I was awarded the chance to do uh, a semester of law school, and it just it it didn't it wasn't 
I wasn't passionate about it. Like I went through all this just to get to that moment and be like, oh, okay, no, I don't like this. <laughs> and I, I would rather walk away and figure out something else that makes me happy than to sit and dwell in something that I'm not happy. And, you know, I have friends who have similar, if not relatable experience where, you know, that law school wasn't a path or, or, or no longer a passion for them either. And it's like, it's a hard reality to face, but it's like, too, your, our situations and our means don't define us. So when you can exactly. take that and build that into something else and really go hard with that, man, like, that's, that's crazy because it's like you don't you never know what the future holds. So, you know, not only that, just me coming into my own freedom, I've been in situations where it's like I feel like I may be the underdog. I, colorism is an issue that we don't talk about enough, and it's like I've been in a room where it's like my lighter-skinned counterpart or my lighter-skinned peer may get a role opposed to me getting a role, um, may get an audition or may get a, a lineup to where she's chosen or preferred over me because she represents mm-hmm. a different market or she represents a different brand. Mm-hmm. I've been told by people that are working on my team that people are supposed to have my best interest at heart. I'm the artist, I'm the brand. And, you know, basically along the lines of I'm too dark skinned to be marketable. Like that's, that's crazy. So it's like, you know, still facing things like that in 2020, like, it's a constant reminder of like people will still try to put you in a box, but if you're not completely a hundred percent backing yourself, if you're not invested in yourself, how are you going to expect anybody to believe what you're trying to convey? And it's like, that just gives me even more ammo to keep going and keep going. Like when people tell me like, you can't do this or you're going to, you're never going to be this or, you know, you like that stuff is nonsense to me because it's like, there's no such thing as I can't. So just my right. own transition and reflecting on my own growth out in, and even becoming more, more free within myself, like, you know, my own voice to self healing and my own journey, like that all was kind of embodied in this project. And then not to mention, like, you know, I, I've always been shapely, so it's like, it is what it is. Like, you know, I'm not going to shy away from <laughs> what I got, you know. So it's like, all right, let's turn up. All right, so let's, how can we, how can we get this message across all in one? And like you said earlier, I've gone through so much growth and transition, just like the butterfly, you know, I, it's tatted all on my body. Like, you know, I've always, even as a kid, had like this weird obsession with butterflies. Mariah Carey is one of my favorite artists I grew up listening to. So it's just like the symbolism, you know, mm-hmm. conveyed mm-hmm. in a positive way of that self-expression, that freedom. Be true to who you are. Like I said before, not everybody's going to like you, love you. But, you know, if you make more impact and value on people than none, you solid. So none of, nothing else matters. And, and I want to, I, I just got a text message from someone that asked, was I still on the line? Yes, I'm still on the line. Um, if you missed the beginning of the show, which you obviously did, um, you you wouldn't know what she's talking about. Um, but I've known Sidrina for a while, and I've listened to many projects, and I've heard her speak on many occasions. And I wanted my listening audience to be able to see the growth that I see and her fans and followers see as well. Um, and that is perfectly portrayed in Black Butterfly, from the title to the tracks to <clears throat> that video, uh, Do Something to Me. Do something to me, baby. Do 
If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Tuesday Tuesdays with Indy Fire. With your girl, Nikia, y'all, she went from bed to floor to do something to me. Like, <laughs> can you, you know what? I'm going to bring somebody on. I, I read a post that they made yesterday, and they, uh, I don't want to try to word for word what they say, but the gist of the post went something like this. Um, you know, the last EP I heard, I thought, you know, yeah, okay, you could do better. Um, then I heard a single, and I thought, okay, yeah, you're getting there. And then I listened to Black Butterfly, and I was like, yes, she's there. This is my baby. She's there. I fell in love with what your mother wrote um, because I'm going through a sort of a transition with my own daughter right now from high school to college and then, you know, from college to coming back home and, and you know, just things that you – you just normally wouldn't go through because of the pandemic. I'm going through so many transitions, you know, with my kids. And I thought, wow, this is not only motivational, but it is inspiring as well. And when you, of course, your mother's always going to see the growth in you. Um, but with the way that she worded it, everything, it was just beautiful. And I'm going to stop talking so I can bring Miss Ronda Renee on. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? Hey, girl, hey. How you doing? How you doing? Girl, you know, COVID twenty twenty, but you know, we getting through, we getting through it. I know. I I'll be following you on social media, so you know, I know what's <laughs> going on. And I'm sorry that we keep missing each other, but like I I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, like, you know, I be in my mood sometimes and I just I shut the world down. And that happens, you know, like two weeks at a time and then I come back, I'll come out of hibernation, like boom, you know, did you miss me? And yeah, I realize that people have been missing me, you know, like <laughs> but um uh, what but you know, that's what we love about you, Kia. Yeah, that's what we love about that about you. And I did hear that at the beginning, and I was like, she's always owning her truth. And I don't think you said anything that we're not all going through. Um, I think the thing that you said that was most pivotal for me was, like, I'm I'm going out. I'm living, you know. I, I don't know how your listeners <laughs> feel, but I'm living my life. I ain't nothing holding me back. And like you said, you see my post. I'm not going to get political up in here because it's about my baby. However, um, you know, I think what you said, when when you do have plans to do something, it's like the thought of putting on makeup and getting dressed now. It's like, oh, that's work. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's, yeah. Girl, yeah. that part right there, because we're, we're just transitioning to this change, and I think we can't lose that because when we used to get up and get ready for work, it took us 10, 15 minutes. Now it's like, ugh, it's like a whole chore. So I, I so relate to that. I think so many women do. Um, you know, we have to wear so many faces, in, you know, especially being black women. And that was, I mean, you could do a whole show on that by yourself, girl, real tough. That's coming up. We talked about that before the show. Um, and, and I made a post today, and I'm going to pull it down. Cause, and every time I do this, I always pull it down. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a minute, like almost a decade. Um, so many podcasts, so many radio shows. And I'm to the point, I think um, even though we all as women, and that's why I'm going to pull it down because I had to slap myself in the face. After the fact, like I found myself getting jealous because there were so many other people that were creating shows now, and I'm just like, uh, uh, another show. Like I, I want to get excited, but dang, another show. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I'm that yeah. type of woman. I, I today was that type of woman, that crab in the bottle of barrel, who wasn't trying to elevate anyone like I normally do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just stuck at the bottom, and I'm gonna keep you down here with me. And so I had to rethink that thing and think. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time. When you're walking in your purpose and you're doing what it is, and I wanted to mention that while Sadrina was talking, but I wanted her to tell her story as well. Um, sometimes we don't reach 
where we're supposed to be in life until we're uh, 40, all right? I was 40 before yep. I realized everything that I wanted for myself, that's not what God wanted for me. And as long as you do things out of order, you don't walk according to his will, you're not walking in your purpose, you're not living your true purpose, then you're going to take all types of detours. There's going to be all these obstacles. And at the end of the day, even though you had all this time vested and you have now all this experience and this knowledge, you're still right where you were at the beginning of all of this. So when you open up to him and you're like, you know what, God, can you show me the will and the purpose, the plans that you have for my life? When you say that and you can think it all you want, but when you vocalize it and it is in the atmosphere and he can hear you say that, watch things shift in your favor. And so that's what had to happen for me. Like I had to just stop saying, you know, I'm going to be this great lawyer and I'm going to be this great radio producer and I'm going to be this right here because this is what I wanted to do, not what he wanted me to do. So my transformation has been astounding. And it is something that I feel like, you know, we always talk about being transparent and wanting to be with a man that's transparent and you, the man wants the woman to be transparent. But I think we should live um, our lives fully open um, so that people, because there are people that are hurting um, and, and they mm. may need, you know, you may be that individual that can, you know, shed some light on what you're going through, what I, I've already been through that. There may people, you know, be people who are just going through so much in life. And I just think the, this platform that I now want to, to introduce um, is, is going to be um, that for so many people and, and, and serve a different purpose, um, one that I know that I'm destined to walk in. And, again, five years later, you know what I'm saying, nine years after the fact of starting podcast, you know, um, I'm, I'm finally being able to live truly in my purpose, and that shit feels good. Do you hear me? It feels good. Okay, it, I'm, sorry, Grandma, I cursed. I'm sorry, I curse, but it feels, it feels so good. <laughs> now, I want to talk about... No, this is um, no, 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 your show. This is your show. You can say what you want, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know, you know I heard you... I heard you... Um, um, I know you heard me talk about the post that you made yesterday. Um, just acknowledging the the transition and the growth that you were able to see in in your baby. Uh, when you saw the video for "Do Something to Me," what what did you think? Like I got problems. Like I can't I can't talk to my I got three boys and a girl. My boys I don't talk to them about nothing because they they because they know everything. You know what I'm saying? But I got problems with sitting my 19 year old daughter down and being like, "Hey, this that the third. You know what I'm saying? But when you saw the video, like what what was going through your mind, like? As a mother, and then as you know, um, on the musical side, as a manager, what 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 did you think? Absolutely. So you know, when she when I first heard the song, I was like, hey, you know. Um, but here's the thing: I was for me when I talked to Sadrina, I have to tap into the teenager in me, the young adult in me, the young girl, because she's like me 2.0. So. Then you know, mama kicks in. So I try to be as relatable to I am as relatable to her um, to see things from her point of view. And I remember where where I was at that age, you know. And I'm not mad at her because she is her own woman. And like Sadrina said uh, so profoundly, you know, I didn't I didn't have that, you know, and and my mom didn't have that, you know. So me and my mother have it now, but you know, I remember like no, and she was like, oh no 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 no, you know. So I right, always right. remember how I felt. And nothing, nothing, nothing against my mom. You know, she's on the show, and I love her dearly. But that was just the times that she grew up in. And I think all of us in this country as minorities, we went through that. You know, we came from slavery where it was hush and don't tell about a lot of shit, excuse my mouth. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, to I'm breaking chains up in here, and me and my daughter always talk about um, breaking generational curses. And I've always yeah. told my kids, I don't ever want you to be afraid to talk to me about anything, especially sex. Um, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And even her friends, they were like, yo, mom. I mean, I'm just, but with that, you know, I'm real <laughs> open, and I say what I say, and I, you know, and it's not like the normal, you know, mother-daughter relationship because she's grown, you know. And there was a time, you know, at, at a time when she was a child, she was treated like a child, but now she's a grown woman, and I treat her as that. And it, it's an honor for me that my daughter is that. And that's what I put in the post yesterday, that she's yeah, comfortable yeah. to come to me. And talk to my so that's how I thought about the video. I mean, I was just like, you know, I put myself in her shoes, and I'm like, okay, it was sensual, it was raunchy, it was nasty, and I'm yes. like, <laughs> you know, I'm, and this is a, this is a mom saying that, you know, it was all of those things, but just because, you know, those things, even though I'm her mom, doesn't make it not true. It is what it is, and so I right. think that has helped her grow as an artist, knowing that she can be who, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people even in our family, it's probably like, oh, my God, you know, and I, I, and I did think about it before I posted it, but I've always been that type, I don't care what people think, I don't pe- care mm-hmm. what people say, and the fact that I see that in my children means I did a, a good job because did a they're great free to job. be who they are, and, yes, and they're free to be who they came on this earth to be, you know, and living in their purpose and not letting anything or anybody hold them back. I'm super proud of my baby. She's, you know, it's, and, and, and as a manager, I have to keep that separation. So from a manager's point of view, it's all the same because I treat her, my role is, you know, even though I, I play two different roles in her life, I, my message is still the same, you know. So I think that's what makes it easy. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes she comes with some music or she's in the studio, she's in a rough draft, and I'll be looking I'm like, mm. You know, and I get, you know, I was mad about the things about this project, you know, and we battle, but, you know, the thing about it is she's her own person, and, you know, we may separate, I go close my door and holler and scream about the project, and then, you know, we keep it moving, but we've had our battles with it, too. Um, just, you know, just little things, but not, never against anything that is derogatory toward her individualism and being herself she's a very take charge type of person and Mm -hmm. I am too so you know I you know you can only imagine what we go through but at the end of the day um she do it her way and I I respect it I'm mad you know a lot of times but I respect it even more yeah yeah I think this body of work is that you know the end of her bio states um she wanted to be able to and she's grateful that the fact that she could be able to put out a body of work that makes people move, makes them feel sexy, a music that they can relate to. Um, and I just keep honing in on the fact that every everything that I hear recently from her, it brings out um, just a different side of me. Like, I know how I used to be when I was her age. And so if I had to put the video out, yeah, it would probably look like that too at her age. You know what I'm saying? But now I feel like I'm more, a little more reserved. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grandma, whole grandmother now. So I'm a little bit more reserved. You know what I'm saying? Um, but her music does bring that sensual side of you, makes you feel sex, makes you want to go take off your pajamas and put on, you know what I'm saying, the little short black dress. And every, I think this whole body of work has done what she wanted it to do. Um, when you listen to it in its entirety, you know, what, what, did you, what did you feel? Did it take you to another place? Like, 
Like, do something to me has me intoxicated. It still does, has me intoxicated. And that's good music. Because you don't find a lot of music mm-hmm. nowadays that can do that to a person. That's some shit we listened to in the 80s and the 90s and even the 70s when I wasn't that, you know, but I'm saying. That's older music. It's not the music of today, but what were yeah. you feeling, you know, your emotions? How did it embody you when you listened to it for the first time? Well, to be honest with you, if she wasn't my daughter, she'd be on my playlist. Just, but I can't listen to Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. You know, but I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, and it's good that she makes people uncomfortable because, these, again, these are things we don't talk about. But, you know, right. when That's I heard right. it, yeah, I was just, you know, in a place where she was able to convey a message and, and body you know, the, the sensuality of being a woman sexually and tell a man exactly and communicate to a man as to how she feels. And, you know, the, the funny thing about Sedrina is she's always ahead of her time. Every time she's working on a project, someone comes out with something so similar, uh, especially in fashion, you know. Um, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. It, it'd be major artists dropping stuff that she just did and she hasn't released it yet, so it always looks like she's copying someone else. And we just always kind of have an aha moment mm-hmm. like, she feels she, I mean, Wap mm-hmm. is a perfect example. Um, the, the tiger, you know, she's always been to the animal print, things like that. But I'm like, you know what, baby? Always. Okay. Yes. No, always. Because I'm like, that means you're, yeah, and, and I'm like, that means you're just, you're on the right page because y'all all are thinking as alike as artists, you know, universal artists. Yeah. But, you know, for her, my whole thing about this project um, right now, I mean, we were working during the summer on this project and, uh, you know, in the studio and, and, you know, shooting videos. And, you know, she has two videos for the EP, which is major to me because, you know, she didn't, you know, she had, I think, one. Um, I don't think she did one on the album, but um, I just wanted her to be, my, as a mother, I just didn't want it to be a WAP situation, you know, because, we we analyzed WAP when it first came out, the night it came out, and, you know, knowing this project was coming out, and I compared them because, you know, it's, it's a difference between being sensual and being er, erotic, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with the two because well, we grew up on Millie Jackson, you know, so, um, <laughs> but I think it took so long for, I always pushed my daughter to excited of her. And other artists have asked her, like, what do your mom think about that? She'll my mom be pushing me. You know, and it's not, you know, and it's because I know that she's going to, she's going to do it in a way to where it, it may be a little risque, but she's not going over the top. And I think as long as you know the boundaries uh, within, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's great. You know, and again, I have nothing against WAP, you know, um, I think it was a, a, a highly marketable genius, you know, the way that they did it. But, you know, yeah coming behind that, you know, and the project was already done when it came out, but, you know, it, it definitely was a, a moment where I compared and contrasted the two tracks, and I just think that she did it in a way where I think she could be on a playlist with Meg and, and Cardi. Um, I think the song would definitely, you know, could, you know, and kind of kind of soften it up a little bit. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm down with my, I'm just whatever she's doing with it, you know, in hindsight, you know. So I, I commend it. I think it was a. I like how she put the the three sexual uh, nuances of the of the tracks in the middle, and then she did the women's um, the women's you know in, you know empowerment. The first track of Black Butterfly, and then ended it with the seasons going more into the relationship and 
bringing the audience into the next album, you know. So I think she it, creatively she really put time in and had the time. And then that's what I'm going to say about COVID. She had the time to really embody this project, um, just, you know, being off and, you know, just really being able to focus. And I think it was the best thing for her. And I think for your, your listening audience, the, the takeaway from that is, Find something positive in this bullshit, you know, uh, 2020. Find, you know, find your niche, find your passion, do something while we're waiting for whatever happens next. Now, you can hear it in the, in the project. You can hear that there was time taken to really, really put something out that people can relate to and, and bop their head to. Maybe, you know, move or maybe not dance, but you can definitely, you know, it's relatable. So, you know, that, that says a lot. So please, please, please take something from this because there's always um, – you know, in, in, in anything bad, you can always, you know, turn it around for good. And that's biblical. You know, you go, you know, what was meant for bad can always be turned around. So I think she embodied that uh, this year for sure. And that's what we've been talking since the beginning of March, um, how, you know, instead of complaining about what you don't have or what you, what you lost through, you know, employment, um, use the time as a period of growth, whether it is, you know, learning a new craft, whether it is creating a new show, whether it is finding your creative side, I'm saying whether it is growing your faith, find something positive, you know, out of this entire experience. And I think that um, right there alone is, is what has been keeping a lot of people motivated, even on those days when they're exhausted and they're, they're tired, um, to be able to find purpose. There, there is purpose. We don't see it yet. It has not been displayed to anybody, but there is purpose in what we're going through now. And so if you could just find, you know, the growth within yourself and this this time to use that to find the growth within yourself, um, you're going to have projects like Sadrina. You're going to have books like these authors that are putting out books every week. You know, you're going to have just the, the unthinkable can happen if you just put some time and some effort in it. So I, I salute you, Sadrina. I love the entire project. Um, and your mother mentioned if you weren't her daughter, it would be in her playlist. Well, it's already in my playlist. Um, and so we're going to, starting Monday, next Monday, when we kick off New Music Monday for the month of October, of course, we're playing the entire um, five-track project um, on New Music Monday next week, if you miss any of the, the tracks tonight. Um, final departing words, Sadrina, for anyone who may be listening this evening, and they say, oh, my gosh. Like, she told the story about the lawyer, and I wanted to be a lawyer, and I'm going through that, and, and now I find myself, you know, I'm on this music track, and uh, she sounds the bomb. I sound as good as her, you know what I'm saying? But they may have a fear factor. They may not know the next step that they need to take to just elevate themselves a little higher. What piece of advice would you drop on that aspiring artist? I would just say stay focused, stay grounded, prioritize the things that you want. And really just take the time to focus on your craft. I think that's been the biggest teacher for me amongst all of this is just figuring out what I like, what my fans like, because your fans are going to help you grow when it's all said and done. So just being able to really take the time to hone your craft and give your fans quality music to listen to, right, that's going to keep you steady and consistent as you go along this journey. So it's going to happen, but in due time, you know, Lizzo talks about how she was sleeping in her car. Cardi talked about her story. You know, so many of people that we hear on the radio now and that, you know, we see washing up, it took them time to get to where they are. So just take time to perfect your craft. It's going to happen. 
right? And for those who want to keep in contact with Sadrina, they want to purchase your music, um, they want to show you some love, they're interested in dropping some beats on you, how can they get in contact with Sadrina? All my social media handles are the same. That's it's Sadrina, I-T-S-C-E-D-R-I-N-A, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all of that, uh, TikTok. I'm dropping content. I've got a vlog series coming out soon, just talking about more of my journey. And from the very beginning of when I moved to Atlanta and started doing music to where I'm at now, so be on the lookout for that. All of my links are in my bio on my social handles, so you can just follow me on there, and it'll link you into all of the music. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and joining us again this evening. You know your family in multiple ways, so you're always welcome on Indie Fire. Guys, I want to make sure that you tune in on this coming Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 18-year-old Dayton, Ohio artist, not a rapper, 14 Scars and Vision Vitality Entertainment will be here with us, so make sure that you're tuning in. I'm going to leave you guys with new seasons this evening off of the newly released five-track project, Black Butterfly by Sadrina. You guys have a good night. Situations before relations. And now I'm contemplating everything you've ever said.